Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and we specialize in author interviews, audiobook, and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our very own Boom Bang, Oh My Gosh, Wow podcast, which you will find right along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. But right now, I am so excited to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. He is Tom Tracy, and his winning book is titled Scoochie's Adoption Story. In 2021, the second year of the global pandemic, Tom Tracy, like so many of us, found a new passion, writing children's stories. Inspired by his now five-year-old daughter's curiosity for the world around her, Tom embarked on his storytelling journey. His first book titled Scoochie and Skittles in Fun at Grandma's is a beautiful recounting of creating family memories through imaginative play and creativity. His second book titled Scoochie's Adoption Story continues to deliver strong messages of family and family diversity, which we will get into in a bit. Tom is a New Jersey licensed clinical social worker and has worked with at-risk youth and individuals living with mental illness for most of his career. Through his work, he has truly come to appreciate the value of sharing one's lived experience with others through storytelling. He says everyone has a story to tell from which someone else can benefit, and it's his hope that telling his family story will provide meaning and value to others. And I have been looking forward to this conversation, so welcome to the network, Tom. Thank you so much, Pat, and thank you for that warm welcome. I just feel so embraced by that, Um, so I'm just tickled to be here. (laughs) Well, a big hug to you. How's that? That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Good. Well, listen, congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. I was happy to share that with you. Yeah, thank you. What an honor that was, Um, and one in three categories, no less. Well, there you go. It's obviously a worthwhile read, and we will talk about that in a minute, but Maybe let's talk about your first book as a way to lead into our second book. Sure. So the first book, Gucci and Skittles, in Fun at Grandma's, um, is really a story about my five-year-old daughter and her cousin. Um, and the, the reality is they wrote this book for me. All I had to do was watch them. Um, and there was this moment, um, I recall, where we were all at my mother-in-law's house. Um, and these two are like dynamos. They tear through the house, giggling, screeching. Um, they're in every room, toys everywhere. Um, and it's, it's so energetic, but yet so entertaining to watch. And, and Pat, to be honest, I had always wanted to be a children's author, um, but never found, uh, the right inspiration. And as I was watching these two play, it all of a sudden dawned on me that the story was playing out right in front of me. Um, and so uh, Scoochie and Skittles and Fun at Grandma's is really just capturing their story, putting it to paper, and every page of that book, uh, there is, it, is, it might as well be uh, a nonfiction book because there's every page, everything on, on all the pages of that book truly happened, um, and it was just so much fun, um, and they were just tickled to see themselves on the pages as well. Oh, I love that. How wonderful for them. They will always have this book, and they can look back on it with just so much love and joy and pride. It's just so neat that you took the time to do that. Yeah, you know, it also had this other effect that I actually hadn't really thought about. 
Um, but my daughter, when she, um, you know, I, I very much included her in all of the process. So she's seen every mock-up of the illustration before the book went live. She's heard the story probably hundreds of times at this point and can retell it herself. But the impact that it's had on her is that all around the house, you now find these pieces of paper taped together with little drawings and words that she's starting to sound out, and she presents them so proudly, and she tells me, her words, that she is the author and illustrator of her own books. See, that's, that is what's so amazing about this. Look what you instilled in her. I mean, this, this creativity, just living it and being immersed in it, you have no idea where that's going to take her. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I hope, um, you know, what, what she gleans from this is, you know, whether she's an author or an illustrator is really not the point. Right. Um, but what I hope that she can see is that, um, you know, whatever she, she does is, is, is important, it's valuable, and that she's got the capability mm-hmm. to be, to make her dreams come true, basically. Yep. Yep. You just opened up the possibilities of everything. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scoochie and Skittles, where did the names come from? <laughs> so, great question. Um, so, Scoochie is actually um, um, a, a name that my husband gave our daughter um, on the very first day that we had her. Um, so, we um, we adopted her, and we, we um, have had her since she was born. We, we greeted her in the hospital. That's when we first met. Um, and I would say the second day. So when she was discharged from the hospital, uh, we ended up having to stay in a hotel before we could travel back to our home state. And so, um, here's our little girl in her, you know, hotel crib and, you know, 24, 48 hours old. And this girl just was squirming all over that crib. Now, quite frankly, the reality is she didn't like being in the crib. So she was probably trying to get out, but uh, she was squirming all around. And my husband just out of nowhere, right? He was like, well, that's her nickname. She's going to be, and her true nickname is Scoochie Pants, um, is what he calls her, Scoochie Pants. Uh, So Scoochie is short for Scoochie Pants. Um, And then um, on the same night, that I was telling you about um, when I was watching uh, my daughter and her cousin play. Um, you know, everybody knows my daughter as Scoochie at this point, and I think it was my father-in-law that just out of the blue plucked it out of the air. He said, well, look at that. There's Scoochie and there's Skittles. And it was all like a light bulb went off to me, and I was like, well, those are great book names, or that those are great uh, names for book characters. And uh, so I grabbed them and ran with it. <laughs> I love the organic sense to all of that. It, nothing was planned. It just was. It just was. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. And that's why I say that, you know, every every bit of what you read in the books is true. It is something about my family. There's very little that's made up because I didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my prediction. You can write until the end of time because you were going to be so inspired on a daily basis with, with Scoochie and Skittles, too. Well, that's right. So you should expect I'm going to be entering in about, you know, 13 years or so. Scoochie goes to college. Um, that'll be my, my book entry then. <laughs> Scoochie goes to prom. It's like, oh, no. That's right. <laughs> Scoochie's first date. Oh. <laughs> We're going to read these books with trepidation, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> 
I love this. All right. Well, let's haul all the way back and let's talk about Scoochie's adoption story. Just of course. clue us in on that a little. Sure. So, um, again, this one is a bit inspired um, by some real life events. And, and um, I, you know, I tend to now observe the, the world and the activities that we as a family are engaged in and think, is there a message here? Is there a story that, that can be told that others could benefit from? And uh, to that end, right, we were, we are campers. We are tent campers. We love to go tent camping. Um, we are that family. Um, and uh, I think it was last summer, um, again, during the pandemic, you know, what do you do? Camping is still an activity that you could do safely. So we went camping. And um, my daughter was, was in the campground playground area on the swings and sliding board. And this little girl biked over to her, and they developed this relationship, and they started playing together. Um, and um, she was asking, you know, where where my daughter's parents were, and she kept pointing over to me and my husband. And and uh, at one point, the the girl came over to me, and she came over very cautiously, um, and in a very low, hushed voice, she said, "Is she adopted?" And I looked at her and I said, why, yes, she is. And she is very proud of her adoption. You can ask her about it. Um, and she proceeded to go back to my daughter and, and do that now that she had permission to do so. Um, and because we had always been very open with our daughter about her adoption. She has an adoption book that recounts all of the initial activities and in, uh, of her adoption and includes pictures of her biological family. Um, so that she can remain connected, and we have a very open relationship with her biological family as well, um, that my daughter proceeded to tell her her adoption story. And it was, as a father of an adopted daughter, one of the most proudest, proudest moments mm-hmm. because she didn't need me to usher that story along. She proudly stood up and explained to this girl what adoption was all about as if it were normal because it is mm-hmm. a normal way that families can be formed. And so super proud moment. And I thought, here's a story that needs to be told yes. for others. Oh, absolutely. And I, I appreciate the wisdom of that little girl who came up to you to ask that question. And rather than asking your daughter directly because I guess she felt because we're kind of trained that way that it was something not to talk about. That's an interesting dynamic right there. You know, I think that's right, Pat. Like, uh, so she could have um, gone a different direction. Uh-huh. She could have been judgmental. She could have said, you know, quote unquote, that's not normal. Um, but instead she actually exercised a level of sensitivity and empathy that, mm-hmm. um, you don't typically see. So, you know, kudos to her parents for the way that they raised her Mm -hmm. to have that level of sensitivity and empathy. So I think you're absolutely right. Kudos to her. Yes, absolutely. So in writing this book, obviously there's a bigger message here for adults, I would say. I mean, it's a children's book, but the message is for adults as well. Yeah, so it is. Um, and it's for both, right? So I, first and foremost, um, really important for me to write, um, this book because, um, to be honest, Pat, there are very few, there's more now, but there are still few books, children's books in particular, that feature diverse families. 
and even less that feature same-sex families. Um, so really important for me to write this book because I wanted to make sure that my children could see themselves represented in literature. Um, so definitely for the kids um, so that, you know, other kids like them also can see themselves represented and know that their stories are worth being told. Um, but to your point, really important for adults as well um, because there is the, um, you know, you say the way that we're trained sometimes is that we often think about the world as we understand it based on our own perceptions and experiences. Right. And so for families that don't have um, uh, familiarity or comfort or awareness of other diverse families, this is a way to open up the dialogue mm-hmm. and, and bring greater awareness. Um, and and so to that end, I would say, Pat, one of the things that, you know, we attended to, myself and the illustrator of this book, um, that we didn't want it to be just about our family or my family, excuse me, my family. Uh, we wanted to make sure that many diverse families were represented throughout the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the book has um, interracial couples. It has same-sex couples. It's got multi-abled couples, um, it's got um, uh, single parent um, uh, representation. So the illustrations, while the book can't really articulate the importance and value uh, of all of those different families in just a few pages, what we did do was make it a point to make sure that those families were represented through the illustrations um, to show that all families are important and all families are valuable. Absolutely. And they say if you can't find what you're looking for in literature, write it yourself. Create it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That allows others the freedom to do so as well. So, you know, maybe because you and a few others took the step to do this, more people will do so as well and just create a bigger conversation. Well, you know, that's really interesting, yes. And I, I would say since um, actually creating um, my books, uh, it's actually opened up my eyes to other authors who are doing the same. Um, and that has been uh, given me equal joy in learning about other authors' stories. Um, I, I'm reflecting on one currently, um, an author that I talked to whose father came out of the closet later in life, um, so as an older man. Um, and this is a book that uh, represents two gay grandpas in storytelling, and that is uncharted territory as well. So I think you're right. Like The more that we are courageous enough to tell our stories for others, the more opens the door for others to tell their story as well. Right, right. And you are doing something on your website, which I think furthers exactly what it is that we're speaking about. You have a friend's favorite page on your site with uh, where authors, I don't know exactly how you come together with them. I know I, I suggested a couple folks I know who wrote books on diversity with children, children's books, um, over to visit with you. And I think that is just a spectacular idea. So let's talk a bit about your friend's favorite page. Yeah, so right now there there, there are, well, let me back up a little bit and say, um, you know, part of this discovery of other authors, and, and in particular self-published authors, um, you don't necessarily 
hear about them. They don't have the same, um, you know, big power of marketing behind them as, as uh, traditionally published. Um, and so we're all finding our way in this space um, and trying to become visible and known because we all have an important story to tell. And as I've stumbled on uh, more and more of these really talented authors, it occurred to me that um, we need a place, right, to um, to share um, this talent and these stories with others. And so I created, um, and you, you you've shared it already, but I, I, I created a page on my website, the Scoochie and Skittles website, um, that is called Friends Favorites. And so, you know, um, in a in a fun way, anybody that's a friend of Scoochie and Skittles that happens to be an author. Um, then we invite them to share their book. Um, and, um, then I have, um, about 50 books right now that, uh, have been shared with us that we, uh, are highlighting on this friend's, friend's favorite page. And there's a smattering, right? There's a lot of, uh, books about diversity. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking of one right now that it features a transgender cat. Um, as a way to um, introduce uh, identity, gender identity, in a way that is a bit more approachable. Um, and I'm just, you know, really proud to um, offer an opportunity to showcase diverse books. But then there are some other uh, books on that page that are, you know, how to handle difficult emotions or just much like uh, Fun at Grandma's, just really a, a celebration of childhood and a fun book to read. So, there is a wide variety. Of, there are a wide variety of books that are available, and we're continually adding more and more books. And it gives me great joy to uh, be able to showcase that for for self-published and other other authors that are telling great stories. It's a great page. You do a great job with that. It, I imagine it's a lot of work. And as more and more people find out, you might need to hire somebody to keep that page going. <laughs> My husband said to me. What are you doing? <laughs> this is requiring so much work. He's like, are you making people pay for this? And at first I thought, yes, people should pay for this. And then um, I changed my mind really quickly um, because that's not the spirit. The spirit is helping to lift up other authors. And so it is completely free for authors, no payment, no charge. It is just authors helping authors and uh, creating a sense of community in doing so. So it's a lot of work, but um, it's worth it. It is. It is. Anybody who, who has done anything like that it, on their own and looks at that page, then you realize a lot of love and work has gone into it. So thank you for doing that. You also do more giving back. In fact, I think you have a giving back page, don't you? I do. So that's another section. So, uh, you know, I, I'll share with you. Um, I had, when I published my first book, I actually had a negative critique that hit me pretty hard. Um, and it was a comment that someone said, it felt like I was exploiting my children to tell this, to tell my, my or to promote my children's books, Oh, which hurt my heart so much. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, as you mentioned in my intro, I'm also a social worker. So I understand that people come with different perspectives on things and they have their own lens and their own filter through which they view things. And um, it dawned on me that I had been doing all of these other um, 
supporting all of these other nonprofits and things of that nature that folks weren't aware of. And I am not one to really self-promote, um, to be honest with you, Pat. Um, but I realize that others may need to see um, um, your, your, speaking in the global sense, your commitment to giving back to others. And so I created this other page on my website that just reflects some of the nonprofits to which um, I have either donated um, a significant amount of books or have donated in other ways to give back to literacy programs or to programs that are supporting youth and families. Um, and uh, actually was a fun exercise in creating that page because I didn't realize, um, you know, I was just doing it organically to, to support these nonprofits. And as I started to articulate them, I was like, wow, weird. I'm doing quite a bit to, to help others. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just, you know, I'm finding so much joy in being an author and creating these avenues to showcase. And again, not to self-promote or to be, you know, uh, uh, self-congratulatory, um, but it really makes me feel good to know that um, my work can be helping others, either through storytelling, giving back, supporting authors. In one way or another, my work is helping others, and that speaks to who I am as a person. Yes, you can feel that when you go to your website, you actually can feel who you are just based on browsing the pages. And you're right, you know, when you give back, you receive. And receiving is not about selling books or any financial gain. It really is just, I just love the anonymity of giving, you know, you're not required to, you do, it comes as a surprise, people might not even know where it's coming from. And that's just the whole cool thing about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and thank you for those kind words. That that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um so um you've 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 just brightened my day with those <laughs> words. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You've brightened my day just meeting you. I don't know, as soon as we met and, and conversed back and forth via email and you sent in a couple tips for our boom bang, oh my gosh, wow podcast. And when I heard you articulate your tip, I just I just knew you were a special person. So this is wow. this is an honor for me to have this conversation today. All righty. Now you also have coloring pages. That's another fun thing. I do have coloring pages. Um, so I originally thought that I would create a coloring book. Um, and again, in the spirit of, of giving back, I just decided to take some of the pages that were going to go into creating the coloring book and just offer them for free on my website. So those pages come from the first story. So Scoochie and Skittles and Fun at Grandma's. Um, uh, we, we, you know, with working with the illustrator, removed the coloring um, and um, just created some coloring pages and um, um, actually kind of pushed that out to some of my distribution list on Mother's Day and said, hey, moms, <laughs> as a reminder, if you've got little ones at home, print out some coloring sheets. It might be just what you need to get a few moments of peace oh, <laughs> with I'm... your kids. Um, but yes, those are available also for free. Happy to offer them to anybody that wants them. Oh my gosh. Talk about a marketing idea. That was great on Mother's Day. It's like, come to my website and print out some of these pages and give yourself a break. That's genius. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're good. We talked briefly about your illustrations or your or rather your illustrator. I'm hoping you have a long-term relationship with this person for your all of your upcoming books. 
Oh my goodness. I hope so too. So that's my biggest fear because I am not artistically inclined. Um, and, uh, I really love what the, um, what my illustrator has done, um, with these characters and, and with the books and, um, yeah, it's my biggest fear. So, Dustin, if you're listening, don't <laughs> abandon me. I need you. There are more books coming. <laughs> Please pay attention, Dustin. This is for you. <laughs> That's right. So, Tom, what feedback have you received from both of these books? Yeah, so it has been predominantly very um, wonderful and supportive. Um, and, and the thing that, that stands out to me most when you ask me that question is I, I've received multiple uh, either in the form of a review or emails from individuals or um, just folks that are messaging me that have said, you know, thank you for your books. Um, they have opened up new conversations for our family. Um, and that has been so powerful to me uh, to know that, um, you know, this could just open that door um, for folks that maybe didn't know how to open the door to talk about diverse families. Um, and, um, you know, that that's probably the, the thing that's most meaningful to me um, in the feedback that I've received is knowing that um, families are having different and meaningful conversations as a result of what they're reading. Great. Thank you. So as we begin yeah. to wrap up, is there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about today? Hmm. Uh, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I would encourage folks to, to visit my website. And, you know, you know, I, although I said I'm not a self-promoter, I'll do a shameless plug here. Please do. This is, this is your <laughs> so, time. Um, you know, the website is www.scoochieandskittles.com. Skittles with two D's, S-K-I-D-D-L-E-S, so scoochieandskittles.com. Love to have folks come visit. Um, you can sign up for uh, uh, my distribution list where I send out updates every now and then. Um, and, yeah, I think that that's, that's, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I think we're good. We did cover a lot of ground. Thank you so much. So we're talking with Tom Tracy. His first book, titled Scoochie and Skittles in Fun at Grandma's, and the second book that won the Firebird Book Award, Scoochie's Adoption Story, and so many other resources at his website, scoochieandskittles.com. Tom, you are special. Thank you so much for, for what you do, for caring for your heart, and for sharing with us today. I appreciate you. Pat, it's been my pleasure, and the appreciation is shared. Thank you for having me today.